0: Hey, Dan. So what have you been doing lately?
1: I'll tell you what I've been doing lately. I've been going to college parties, and I've been having a good time. You could even say I've developed a little bit of a taste for Miller Lite.
0: Oh, Dan, there's such better beers out there.
1: Oh, judgy. What have you been doing lately? is improving greatly.
0: Hello and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod.
1: Hey, we're back and we got April.
0: (laughs) We do got April.
1: We got April and she's shredding up her bed. Hey, don't look all cute in me. We got engineer (laughs) April here. Yes, she's a dog, but she's still our podcast engineer. She's the best in the business. It's true. So, Jess. Yeah. What have you been doing lately? Because we're back. We're back ready to podcast again for this week. And yes, this week we'll be talking about the song, What Have You Been Doing Lately, off Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek. And we picked that song specifically because Relying K is back. I know. We Question have Relying K
0: news. I know.
1: Relying K came out of hibernation, out of nowhere. They Over the last week, they haven't tweeted or done any kind of social media posts since January. And all of a sudden, this last week... They came up with a new tweet.
0: And even that was to plug that Teeson was, like, playing with May, I think. Right.
1: Yeah, Matt Teeson and the the Earthquakes were playing. So on uh, September 13th, out of nowhere, Reliant K has their first new tweet. And I was at work at the time, and I text Jessica, and I'm like, Jessica, Reliant K has tweeted. They're coming out with a new vinyl. (laughs) It's like, we have to jump on this immediately. Because not only do we have to buy the vinyl but we also have to be opportunistic for the podcast and get new followers and make (laughs) people aware of us. So they tweeted the link, reliantk.com slash vote, and they want the fans to actually vote on their 12. Let me look. 12, yeah. Yeah, their 12 favorite songs. And I did my vote vote right away, and I ordered the vinyl, and uh, you get the t-shirt we ordered. Yeah. Oh, one thing that happened is you can also pre-order the vinyl that's been announced. There's no, like... Artwork or anything. This is all in the very early stages of developing it.
0: And the double disc is already sold out.
1: Oh, good. Okay. I well, know. I don't mean oh good. <laughs> like oh good, it's sold out. <laughs> but oh good that we got it. Yes. So because yeah, it I was, was let because they had tweeted for less than like forty minutes when I and oh and I was like oh if they're back I better turn on push notifications for their account. Yes. <laughs> so I did that. And that's another thing, is I found out that it. Everyone seems to believe people were talking in their replies that Matt Hoops must run the social Uh media, which makes sense because he's pretty active on Instagram. Yeah. His dog has an Instagram.
0: Yeah, his company, Yeah, uh, 1981.
1: So that's what people were saying because, like, all of a sudden, not only does Reliant K tweet about the new vinyl that they're working on and that they want fans to vote on it, but then he's like replying to some people with jokes, like one person, their list of 12 songs, they tweeted Sadie Hawkins dance, Sadie Hawkins dance, Sadie Hawkins dance. I saw that. And he replied, or whoever, if it's Matt Hoops or whoever runs it, replied and said, I'm about the same, like that they were co-signing right. their thing. And then people were like, what's up with Hoops today? And <laughs> it's <laughs> like, he must be bored because he's actually like tweeting back uh, comments and jokes to people. So that's something I learned. Matt Hoops apparently runs the Twitter account.
0: Yeah, when you texted me this, I was in the middle of something and could not get to it yet. And it wasn't until hours later, like later in the day that I finally got around to it. And right when I went on Twitter was right when I'm a hockey fan and um, (laughs) Mitch Marner uh, was re-signed to the Toronto Maple Leafs, which this has been like a whole ordeal. And so I was so excited and like, reading up on that that i totally forgot and it wasn't until when danny finally got home from work that i was like oh wait a minute i was supposed to go do the reliant k thing
1: Mm -hmm. yes well don't worry because that double set of the so you could pre-order the album now that's something people should be aware of go to reliantk.com vote because you can vote on your 12 favorite songs to hope that one of them that that's what's on the double set vinyl, but also you can pre-order the record. You can pre-order a package where you get the record and a T-shirt. And apparently this is sold out now. But you could pre you could pre-order this like the big deluxe package, which was the album, a copy of the test pre- one of the test pressings, mm-hmm. and a T-shirt. I gave Jessica the T-shirt. Thank you. And I was thinking maybe I'd buy the smaller bundle of just the record and the shirt. Maybe and you should. We'd have the record. We'd have three copies of the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um yeah. Oh, you know what was funny that happened with the pre-order? The test the so the big bundle with the test pressing the record and the shirt. I jumped on that. I noticed it was the same price, $60, as the just the t shirt and the regular record. I'm like, that's pretty weird that the test pressing is also $60 along with both bundles. Right. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I'm (laughs) pre-ordering it right now before it sells out. I order it. I send my PayPal money. And then when I'm, you know, going back to vote, I notice that the price has gone up to $100. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I think someone accidentally had it set too low.
0: Yeah.
1: So then I emailed back this person at goatee records i it was like a goatee records email uh-huh. and i'm like oh should i do you need me to supplement the money i paid so i pay the full amount because i don't want to i was partially thinking like oh i seem like a good guy but also i didn't want them to cancel my order because I right, did the wrong. yeah amount. so they replied and said no you're good so we got it nice. on the cheap <laughs> nice yeah but yeah, there's lots of people were super excited. People were tweeting, and there
0: we go, Dan. If you want to whatever supplement that cost, you could just order your own. Uh, oh, you're
1: right. Sure, yeah, that's and, half of the cost yeah. of the next of the, yeah. of the next shirt. Um, so yeah, it's called. Re, they're calling it right now. Relying K, all work and no playlist, a fan curated greatest picks vinyl release. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a greatest hit, but it's actually going to be picked by the fans. They're only asking the fans to pick 12 songs. So, And I don't think a doubled set vinyl would only hold 12 songs. I don't know. I think it know. would hold more than that, right? I mean... Like, I think one... Like uh, It depends on how long the like, songs Like, Air for are.
0: Free is is four on each oh, okay. side. So...
1: Okay. It, I mean, Mm-hmm is a double set and it's got more songs in the CD.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. So
1: that's about 16, 17, 18 songs or something. Right. So I feel like when you pick 12 songs, Oh, one thing I said was like, um, (laughs) that you should, we should pick only the, cause they're all on the list. I was like, we should only pick the outro songs and the intro songs and the joke songs (laughs) and the interlude stuff.
0: I actually, um, uh, you, it said that you could go back, and you can only submit. You can only submit from one email address once, or whatever. But you can go back and change what you picked. Oh, okay. And I actually ended up doing that because my knee jerk reaction was I ended up just picking all songs from the first like five albums, mm-hmm. and I wanted to spread it out a little more. There were like five songs off of two lefts originally, and I was like, no, no, no I gotta, I gotta share the love. And so I went back. So originally I had, and there's one that I can't remember, but the 11 that I chose for Uh sure were 17 Magazine, Nancy Drew, Sadie Hawkins, Chapstick, College Kids, 80s, Falling Out, Mood Rings, High of 75, This Week, The Trend, and the Jefferson Airplane Demo. Mm. And then I went back today and I updated it to 17 Magazine, Nancy Drew, Sadie Hawkins, Dance. Uh, falling out in love with the 80s, high of 75, apathetic way to be, overthinking acoustic, must have done something right, Jefferson Airplane Demo, Mountaintop, and Prodigal.
1: Sweet. That's a rockin' show. That's it a rockin' is. set list. That'd
0: be awesome. And my honorable mentions are at least we made it this far, candlelight and air for free.
1: Cool. Uh, because
0: how do you just narrow it down to 12?
1: You don't. You can't. It's so That's the hard. problem. They're Brian K. are sort of monsters in the way that they've done this to us. <laughs> so, when I said I'm just voting for intros, outros, and joke songs, uh, someone who's been following us on Twitter from pretty much the beginning, yeah, I run downhill at I run downhill, and his his uh his uh display name is Clout. Yeah, he wrote he put the list together for me. He said, kickoff, Lion Wilson. Breakfast to Timpani's gibberish, kids on the street, which that would be like I can't believe that's on the list. That's not even a song. Is that such a good idea for this thing? Pleading the Fifth, crayons, intro and outro from uh, "Forget Not Slow Down," Manic Monday, vinyl countdown oh, and I Five love Iron Manic Frenzy.
0: Monday.
1: So and, and then I just replied with the word "this" and like the goal emoji, like yeah. the two fingers in the L shape, like connected at the thumb. So that's like the perfect list right there.
0: <laughs> what did you pick?
1: I don't remember, and I didn't uh. write them down. And I'm, I was looking. I was like, oh, if I click edit your response, could I see what I picked? But I'm afraid I couldn't would... see. Yeah, oh, I couldn't you see what I had see picked when you before. Edited. Okay, it's just I. I think it'll just overwrite what you first put in.
0: I had texted you what I my picks were. Yeah. at the time. So that's why I knew, but I forgot one, and so when I looked back at that original list, I was like, "Oh, I only have eleven songs here."
1: Right. I think I definitely picked "Don't Blink" because I wanted to like give one thing to collapsible lung. There are lots mm-hmm. of people who like collapsible. I'm finding there's more people who like collapsible lung. Jessica looks disappointed at me. I think I picked. I think I picked Mrs. Hippopotamuses. It's a good one. Yeah, I th- I th- I definitely picked Seventeen Magazine. These are the albums that I only picked one song off of each. Okay. I only picked one. I only picked Seventeen Magazine off of the first album, and I think I did that because I know you love that song, so I, I do. have nice memories about that song. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Like it I, is. because I found Reliant <laughs> K. I discovered Reliant K when that was the only album out.
0: Yeah.
1: And I bought that album and I listened to it, but now my favorite memory of that album is that you love the song Seventeen Magazine. Aw. isn't that sweet? Aren't I? A, <laughs> I'm so sweet. Um. Oh, maybe I picked
0: Charles in charge. Maybe that was
1: my my other (laughs) one. That's not a bad idea. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I'm not really sure. Maybe next week I'll try to remember what I picked. If I look at the list, the thing is, I accidentally had to vote twice because I didn't click submit properly the first time, so I had to put my list back together, and I know I didn't pick the exact same stuff. So I'm really sorry. I went out on the on the our. our, uh, social media and i asked people for their lists i only got one we only got one response i saw and that maybe it's for the same reason that i did maybe people weren't write, writing down their yeah. list because when you're there on the looking at the ballot it's a google it's a google docs yeah. form they use these same things for at work they take surveys <laughs> at work and it saves to the google docs and like you click the thing and it doesn't save it
0: it'd be cool if they sent you an email yeah. that was like here's your confirmation and here's what google you Ed voted docs for does do
1: that yeah they could maybe that could have been something possible But let's see. The one response that we did get (laughs) was to a comment.
0: It was on Instagram. On
1: Instagram, yep. Uh, Aiden S. Grant said, This took forever and it killed me removing songs to get it down to 12. But here you go. Hello McFly, Softer to Me, Sadie Hawkins Dance, Chapstick, In Love with the 80s. I definitely put In Love with the 80s on my list. Uh, The one I'm waiting for, I Need You. Must Have Done Something Right, The Last, The Lost, The Least. That counts as one song, (laughs) not three. Uh, For The Band, I definitely picked For The Band. That's one of my favorite underrated Reliant K songs. Forget Not Slow Down, I don't, I might have picked that, I can't, I might have picked Don't, I Don't Need a Soul, and then he also picked Candlelight nice and he considers to say it should be noted that these are in chronological order not by favorite and i really tried to spread them out across as many records as possible except collapsible long, because well you know so we Aiden s grant know. doesn't <laughs> jessica knows <laughs> but i think don't blink i love don't blink there's the <laughs> we don't need to do more collapsible long talk you don't love boomerang boomerang awesome <laughs> i love that beat Um, yeah, so that's what we got there. And so yeah, we picked what have we been doing lately, because I was like, I almost wanted us to do my way or the highway. Because that's the song that where he's like, uh, where he says, I didn't vote, but I'm not proud because I'm Canadian and I'm not allowed. But then Jessica didn't really like that song didn't click in her memory. She's like, I don't really know that song too well.
0: Yeah, I only sing the chorus of that.
1: You didn't know like the rest of the song.
0: I yeah, I just know that it's, it's my way or the Highway to Anatomy. They're,
1: they're both Anatomy songs.
0: I don't know a lot of Anatomy songs. Right, I realized. Yeah, this was an album that I definitely kind of picked and you know chose what I listened to off of okay. and did a lot of skipping around.
1: Did you have an iPod with limited space and you had to like cut songs out of albums to like make space on your one gigabyte iPod?
0: No, I just. <laughs> Had my favorites and only put my favorites wherever. Oh,
1: okay. Well, they both would have been Anatomy of tongue and cheek songs. So we picked a different Anatomy of tongue and cheek song. We picked What Have You Been Doing Lately? Because people have been wondering, what has Reliant K been doing lately? They haven't played since 2017. According to songkick.com, which is my favorite concert tracker, they played in 2019 in Los Angeles. What? But they didn't. Oh, Somebody I was gonna say. because it says Reliant K with May at the El Rey Theater in Los Angeles, California. No, no, it's cause it, was, uh, it was it was Matt Teason and them. the Earthquakes yeah. and whoever was in charge of putting the thing together on Songkick. I don't know how Songkick gets its data if people like submit it. I don't think anyone can submit it. I assume like concert promotion or like wherever concert data comes from from ticket sites or something. Right. That's why yeah. I normally like Songkick because like. They don't always tell me about concerts before I know before I learn about them through emails or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they'll tell me pretty close. But yeah, they messed up on that one. So they didn't. We did not miss Realine K earlier this year. We would have been like really horrible fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do
0: we have any voicemails this week?
1: Oh, we do have a voicemail. But I, and, and a couple weeks ago, I missed uh, our friend Rich. Our friend Rich Nelson. He had left a voicemail a week or two ago, and he also left us a comment at one point when I was asking for inf- for people to give feedback, maybe to soften to Me or Faking My own mm-hmm. Suicide or something, and he was asking... Oh, or maybe it was in the voicemail. You know what? I don't remember. I talked to Rich a lot online. <laughs> At one point Rich was like was like, What's you know, what's Matt up to? What's what, what are they up to? What's going on with the band? And we didn't actually answer his question that week. And the answer is Reliant K has been on this hiatus and no one really knows. A lot of people I see on Twitter sometimes theorize that they're like done, like they mm-hmm. think they're like not probably maybe not coming back or anything. But if it's hooped who runs the Twitter account, whoever runs the Twitter account found a tweet from back in January where someone was like, hey, it's 2019, Relying K. It's time to do your 10-year forget-and-not-slow-down uh, anniversary tour. And the official Relying K Twitter account replied to that tweet from seven, seven, eight months ago right. and said maybe in, maybe in 2020 or 2021. So I was like, ooh. ooh. Because if it is Bat Hoops, he's one of the two proper members of the band now yeah i
0: I saw something about a potential like there was somebody else somebody
1: else a while ago said and it wasn't this particular tweet that the official account replied to Mm -hmm. but somebody else tweeted when's there going to be a 10-year anniversary of forget not slow down tour Mm -hmm. and nobody it wasn't any it wasn't the official account that replied If somebody else that replied, maybe, I think John Schneck definitely got in the thing. Yeah, you know, it was John Schneck. I think I was thinking maybe Ethan Luck replied as well, but maybe not. Definitely not. It was just John Schneck who said, this is a great idea. I would love for it to happen. Something along Mm -hmm. those lines. Okay. And that got a lot of people going. I saw people talking about that on the Reddit. They were like, could this be it? Because John Schneck said he wants to do the 10-year Forget-Not-Slow-Down tour. But now, somebody who runs the official Reliant K site said, yeah, our Twitter account said, yeah until we're, we're on for we will do that maybe
0: that's awesome so. i mean do you know what has to happen next year though the 20 year self-titled tour oh, yeah. where they play every song <laughs> off the self-titled album yeah
1: that's right i
0: cannot wait to hear my girlfriend live
1: <laughs> for the first time in almost 20 years pretty much
0: <laughs> that's never gonna happen
1: i know um I'm so jealous you that you got to hear it live, Danny. I day. know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I specifically, I also have some other memory where I was hanging around. Most of my memories of talking to Raleigh K happened at Soul Fest in New Hampshire in various years. But I was hanging around them again some other time. And somebody else was like having their time talking. And I was just kind of standing there eavesdropping like in a group. And they said, like, and someone asked, like, oh, are you going to play my girlfriend, Marilyn McState, my girlfriend? And Matt Thiessen was like, no, we're not really playing that song anymore. (laughs) And this is only like a year out from that album, maybe a year and a half out from that album. So um, I'm very sorry that they haven't played. But I also replied on the Twitter. I'm like, how about a three year anniversary tour of Air for Free? Ooh, (laughs) I'd take that. Because when we saw the Searching for America tour, we talked about it. We didn't really absorb the Air for Free songs at the time. Yeah, so, but we have a voicemail. So that's Reliant K news. Very exciting. Again, is it because our podcast came along? (laughs) Yes. Wait, I don't even know if I said that in... (laughs) We had one failed recording earlier. So I didn't say it in this version of the podcast. (laughs) I would just like to ponder. Reliant K goes on this hiatus. No one's really heard from them in almost two years. They haven't tweeted in over half a year. Our podcast starts... We have a solid, you know, more than fifty, a less than less than one hundred and fifty listeners every given week. Somewhere in that range. I'm not going to say where in that range. I don't want to say because it might ruin the chance for like for advertisers later. I don't want to say exactly <laughs> how many listeners we have. But all of a sudden, we start our podcast. If the execs at CCM are listening, <laughs> yes. We start our podcast, and all of a sudden, Reliant K comes back out with this news about a greatest hits sort of collection. Is it? I'm just saying. Is it because of us? When I started MXPX memes, like a couple months later, MXPX announce, announces their new album.
0: Oh, you're good Am luck. I, I'm
1: the good luck charm. Maybe.
0: What else can we can we start a podcast <laughs> about? Or you start an online community <laughs> for? Uh,
1: what kind of shows do you want to come back? Freaks and Geeks.
0: Yeah, Freaks and Geeks. Agent Carter.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. Actually, I'm
0: good. I'm happy with where Endgame left it. I'm <laughs> oh, so that's happy right. now.
1: You kind of got your sort of sec- your sort of finale to that I show. I did. I'm good. Agent Carter is, was Jessica's one of her favorite TV shows when it was on the season air. Season one. Season one, but then season two came out, oh. and that was her collapsible lung of Agent Carter. <laughs> and then it got canceled, and there were all these strings... Left from the first season that never got resolved, and all she'd ever do is talk about it. Contradictory
0: stuff in season two. Just. Oh.
1: <laughs> but then when Endgame happens and Agent Carter ends up with Captain America at the end, Jessica was beaming. She's like. Spoiler warning. It's. Oh, whatever. It's <laughs> Hey, the spoiler warning ended like two weeks. The, the Rooster Brothers. It said did, it. yeah. So, yeah, J- Jessica was so happy. She's like, they're together in canon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't just have to read fanfic anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: it's for real.
1: So that's the news. That is what Reliant K has been doing lately. So before we start talking about the song, what have you been doing lately off Anatomy of Tongue in Cheek? We do have one voicemail from Andrew from Magnified Pod, the MXPX podcast, our friend.
2: Right on. Hey, Danny and Jess, this is Andrew. Sorry, it's been a while since I've called in. I feel like uh, I've been... Slackened, and especially, uh, since softer to me, I really wish I'd called in before you guys did the, did the episode, so I feel like I blew it. But, it's so funny that you guys said that the rhythm of Matt Thiessen's singing makes you think of, uh, Adnai by supertones, because in my mind, when he, like I, I think about the Supertone song "Unknown," so I think it's funny that you you guys think it think, it reminds you of Adonai, and I think it sounds like a completely separate Supertone song. So I think that that's so bizarre that we both have that association. But especially the line that makes me think, I, I like mash up the lines between the two songs when he when Matt sings, "They're covered with a film, you're blinded by yourself." I think um, of the line thinking that Christians only love Jesus for their health <laughs> from unknown. So just, it, and it totally works. The the rhythm of those lines, they work so well together.
1: So yeah, I don't, I, so it seems like all, definitely a supertones influence in yeah that. <laughs> it's so i don't know i i like i said it was
0: it was something about the pacing and like it's
1: like duh, 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 yeah duh, duh, duh. and it's the thing is like the supertones mojo from the, the singer of that band he's known for his rapping style right like that's how he does his lyrics and it's not that softer to me is not a rap song at all but there's just something about the it's just that yeah. rapid fire rhythm yeah. that he does this, and so it just, it, it kind of could fit multiple songs. That's fine. But I totally get what he's saying. Like and, blinded and by could... a film or whatever, blinded by yourself, covered in a film, and he's like thinking that Christian just just love Jesus for their health. <laughs>
0: It could be an influence on the song. Honestly, it could have been like a subconscious thing. I we'll get to it when we talk about. I said, uh, what have we been doing? What have you been? What what, <laughs> what you what, been doing lately? What have you been doing lately?
1: <laughs> I said last week that softer to me, I think, was basically Matt Thiessen's attempt at sort of a post-hardcore, sort of like a Fugazi type band, mm-hmm. which is exact. You know what box? And this is ahead of Boxcar Racer, basically doing the exact same thing, taking the Fugazi artsy post-hardcore aesthetic and trying to give give a a mainstream edge to it Mm -hmm. um so now i'm thinking to myself how amazing would it be if there was some sort of like fugazi supertones (sighs) mashup like the super christian lyrics and the rapping but then the really like angular (laughs) like artsy-minded uh D u d y i d u i. What's it called? Do it yourself. <laughs> D-I-Y? DIY. Like, a st- whatever. You got what I'm saying. That would be amazing. <laughs> Supertones Fugazi crossover band. That's what I'm looking for from you people. Get out there and make it happen. Just take whatever the name of your county is and call it the Fugazi Tones. <laughs> so we live in L.A. County. So we're the L.A. County Fugazi Tones. Uh, but then Andrew has more to say.
2: Also... I, I want to get in on this Reliant K covers business. Uh, uh, I, so I don't know if there's a way to know what songs are you guys are going to be doing next, but I want to throw together, um, a garbage cover just to be like, Hey, I want to get in on this. Why not? Why the hell not? Let's have a little fun. I haven't busted out my guitar in a while. Maybe it's time for me to start doing a little bit of. Uh, Reliant K cover action. And also, Jess, um, need to work on your metal comparisons. You know, I know maybe you're not a big metal fan, but, um, you know, I think your, what was it, Breaking Benjamin? Was that one of your comparisons? Nah, bro. My final thing before this cuts me off, uh the double bass, and softer to me is dope. So, uh, I for some reason at some point in high school I was under the impression that the drummer was only using one uh, was only using one bass pedal and that he was just that amazing. I don't know where I got that from. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
1: So, yeah, no, you didn't mention Breaking Benjamin. I no, don't even think I you know who mentioned they are. You mentioned, that, I, I've oh, heard of Breaking heard Benjamin,
0: of Benjamin, but I, I am not a metal metal yeah. head at all. I'm I'm a hair metal head. Oh, that's right. You Hells are. Hell yeah, totally
1: are. <laughs> We went to see Def Leppard, oh, which is so not really a God. hair metal band, but they're just kind of adjacent. Oh,
0: I love Def yeah. Leppard. Favorite band. I have a striper patch on my jean jacket. Mm-hmm. Love hair metal.
1: So yeah, but so- yeah, me-
0: regular metal, not so much, but I do know some Avenged Sevenfold because a friend a gave me their hero. CD. Oh, okay. A friend gave me their CD when I was in high
1: school. I assumed it was from Guitar Hero and I'm an idiot for thinking, that.
0: no, I mean that's probably honestly where any other of my metal <laughs> knowledge comes from. I was for a second I was like, I know one insane clown Posse song and I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> that's like rap rock, that's not metal.
1: Um that's how little I know about metal. Yeah. So, yeah, well, so to tell you that, so to answer Andrew's other question, um, yeah, we don't we don't even we barely knew what song we were doing this week. Right. (laughs) Like we pretty much picked it right up to the end. So maybe if we sort of plan some stuff down the line, the only thing I'm trying to do is like in our selections is not do the same album like within three weeks of each other that's like my only rule that i'm imposing on jessica so yeah
0: maybe we should sit down and come up with like what we're gonna do for the next month yeah yeah. month or two
1: um yeah so thank you very much andrew for calling and if you would like if anyone out there would like to call you just leave a voicemail let us know what you think of the show you can if you've been listening to past episodes please go ahead we're not we're, we'll go back and talk about old episodes as well.
0: Yeah, especially if you have a story. It could be a story where you interact with a band. It could just be about uh, the way the song has touched your personal life. We yeah. want to hear about and it. And we
1: want to hear people who like Collapsible Lung. Yes. Which I <laughs> enjoy Collapsible belong I wouldn't say I like it, but I enjoy it. Um, but we want to hear from both sides of that. Debate. So call us at 402 sadie And you can also send us an email at sadiehawkinspod at gmail. And our Instagram and our Twitter are both very active. When they're all me. <laughs> yes. And both of those are at Sadie Hawkins yeah. pod. I'm the Matt Hoops of the Sadie Hawkins pod social media. That he
0: is. Yeah, so. because I also got an email about the vote, right. But like... Two days later oh
1: yeah no the, because no, i don't check, i don't even
0: check my email oh, every day okay. like i'm i'm very bad on the internet the
1: email did go out at the same time but i saw the tweet before i saw the email uh so yeah so we can get into this week's song and find out what have you been doing lately
0: i love the music in this song i love that it's a little bit of like a harder pop punk sound Um, I love the shouting screamo breakdowns, Um, the lyrics not so much. Uh, This is a song I never gave a ton of thought to, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for some reason, and I double checked, I looked on the bird and the b-sides, and it's not there. And I'm like, is this just something you and I did? I could have sworn there was an oi version of this song.
1: What? (laughs) What?
0: I could have sworn there was a version where in the breakdown part where they're like doing whatever, they're like, oi, oi, but it doesn't exist. And I'm like, is that just something you and I have
1: done? Maybe. I have multiple songs in our lives that I've done that to your brain. Yeah. Because what's the Duran Duran girls on film? Film, film, film. So so when they're like girls on film and then when we're listening to that song, I'll go film, film, film during the part in between the (laughs) lyrics. And then one day Jessica was like, they're not saying "film, film, film" on the song, and I'm like, "That's just something I do, Jessica." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh." So
0: I think both of us are just over just over <laughs> the years because we like like Oi music and Scott yeah. and stuff like that. We tend to to like do that where right. we'll just like add goofy stuff to a song, and I think this is one of those things. It's a real Bernstein, Bernstein situation.
1: Yeah. Um, there's sort of a pseudo ska guitar at the beginning. Yeah, this is a song you can skank to. You can skank to this song. I don't know if it really qualifies as a ska. I mean, the song itself is obviously not a ska song. But I don't know if the opening chord really qualifies as ska per se. But I do think it's got a, like a skankable beat. There's, like a, like, there's a thing with ska where it's like sometimes people... Like, no effects. They've gotten better with ska over the more <laughs> recent years. But that song, Bob... That's barely a ska song, and people call that a ska song. They call that a ska song. I know you don't know the song I'm talking about, but don't worry, don't you don't have to worry. Just I know a-
0: "Save the Clams" <laughs> because I had a friend in high school who was obsessed with No Effects. Actually, I had two friends in high school who were obsessed with No Effects, and one of them would run around going "Save the Clams, Save the Clams," and that is all that I know about No Effects, That's except that I've seen lyric- them like twice, but That's I don't remember a- anything. Did they actually
1: say that? Because the song's called "Clams Have Feelings Too." The, I don't and know. Save they just like the save the clams all the time. Okay. That's just a pseudo. That's not even the lyric from the song. They just were inspired, well, I guess, by the Well, some
0: NoFX fans, they were.
1: And the point is you can ha- eat clams because they don't have central nervousness. Anyway, point is <laughs> early NoFX ska songs like barely qualify as ska songs to me. Like they're just, they're they, you're supposed to be offbeat and they're slightly onbeat and all these things. <laughs> point is some people do little ska things and it doesn't always quite work out and... I don't think they were trying to do a ska thing necessarily, but they just kind of have that skankable guitar. Yeah. And I mean, they toured
0: with ska bands and stuff at the time. So...
1: Um, yeah i love this song i picked it this was one of my picks to do early on like when we were still in the first eight episodes i was like i think we're gonna do what have you been doing lately pretty quickly after we get and i made it happen (laughs) (laughs) we're like hey help me make it happen because it fits so perfectly the title part of the reason i wanted to do this song was because in terms of their sort of judgy christian themes I was like, this one might be a little bit fun to talk about. Like when we get to songs like Marilyn Manson, like those may be fun, but also could get heavy. I was like, this one I just think is funny because the judgmental, could the Christian judgmental parts of this song, I just think are funny. Oh, I don't know.
0: I feel like this could go heavy. Because those uh, those Vanessa lines really bother me.
1: I know, I know. I listened. Cl- I like, never that's listened. the thing. I never listened. I never listened to, to the Vanessa lines. I n- the no. Justin lines. So before we get to Vanessa, so. <laughs>
0: and i never even read into the miller light thing at all like i just thought it was you know like a like an aside right. i never read the accusatory part of it until now
1: well i became of two minds of it so later on so at the time when this album came out i really didn't put much thought into this song because like especially just being in youth group and stuff like There's a culture war, and I don't know if it exists, I assume it has, no it has to exist today in in other churches, but there's sometimes just like a culture war in terms of like Christians who are very like, Christians who reject worldliness, right? Mm -hmm. And like Christians who really segregate themselves off and like only go to Christian businesses and only use Christian products and stuff like that, right? Oh wow. It can get to that extreme. But even if you don't go to that extreme, there's then this other thing of like, just like people are out there sinning all the time. People have to stop sinning. But then there's a, me at this point, there's a sliding scale of what really constitutes sin, mm-hmm. right? And there are more, even more conservative viewpoints in churches that would think of like like girls wearing pants is a sin, you know what I mean? Like dancing is a sin, right? So they so you sort of slide up and down that slide in terms of like where does like the the popular American Christian thought land? You don't need
0: to bring Footloose into this Danny.
1: <laughs> well, hey, if I did bring Footloose into this, he uses the Bible to win the argument at the end. Listen, David I like danced and all that.
0: <laughs> I like Kevin Bacon, but I hate Footloose. I know I came it. in the door. <laughs> I
1: said it before. I think I'm over you, but I'm really not sure. Uh, <laughs> the, what's what band is that? LFO. LFO. This is not an LFO podcast. Oh, I wish it was. But anyway, point is, so, and so now, I'm, so I'm kind of two minds of the Justin section of this song. So okay. the song is like, what have you been doing late? So just to quickly, the song starts with the chorus. What have you been doing lately? Your life could use improving greatly. I want to know what's going on, but everything is right is going wrong. There's a little bit more in there. Then he gets into the story section. He says, when I saw Justin, he said he was just in visiting on spring break. I said, what a surprise. You're one of those guys I haven't seen since 1998. (laughs) We talked for a while, and I tried to smile as he told me about his college life. He parties Fridays through Thursdays, but not for birthdays. He's acquired a taste for Miller Lite. So that's pretty pretty douchey nowadays.
0: Pardon me while I throw up. (laughs) You know, some people never grow up. (laughs)
1: So that part is oh, that part's cringy now, Icaroonies, as we're, as as we're adults, but when you're like a teenager, and it, even if you're not necessarily a Christian, but if you're a teenager who just kind of like hates party dudes, everyone, so I, I became a few minds of this, like being a Christian and judging someone for drinking, it, it, like they're not necessarily drunk, you don't know if they're drunk, we don't know enough about Justin from this song to really know if he's a problem no, drinker or if he just parties, parties hard because he's cutting loose, right? but like if you're lots of I have then listened to this song and i'm like well maybe he's trying hard to smile because he's realized that justin is like a sideways baseball hat wearing polo shirt popped up like total d-bag guy since he went to college and i hate those guys yep. anyone hates those guys <laughs> you can be any religion or no religion you can be an atheist and hate those guys it just from Matt Thiessen in this song, his point of view in 2000, 2001, he's like, uh, you know, like, oh, I can't just Justin's changed a lot in the last three years. <laughs> I saw him in 1998 and now he's a total like uh, he's a
0: total a-hole. So um, it's funny because I thought about it and I was like, OK, so Matt Thiessen of the guys were born in 1980. They would have graduated in 1998. The song came out in 2001, so legally if Justin graduated with them, he could legally be drinking and maybe he's just had a lot of trouble studying and like you know, midterms are coming up. Life is stressful. He just needs to blow off a little steam with his favorite beverage, Miller Lite. There's nothing wrong in that. He's legal.
1: I completely agree with you on that point. That's this is the section that I thought would be funny to talk about, right? It's cuz like that's part of that sliding scale like some people some christians in some churches be like oh you drink beer like there's certain (laughs) things that like that are definitely sin if you believe in the concept if you even believe in the concept of sin there are certain things that like you got to believe you got to understand or sin like like illegal drugs like harming people like certain types of sexual behavior
0: are illegal drugs a sin
1: I don't know. I'm just uh, maybe not. I'm like, asking. I, I don't know, like like really harmful drugs that can harm you and harm you well, know, it, people it's a around law, you. But yeah. is it is it a is it
0: a law in the Bible
1: about illegal drugs? I, I, I feel,
0: because I feel, didn't they have like like smoke poppy and stuff back
1: <laughs> in the day? <laughs> is there poppy in the Bible? Isn't there? I don't know. There are no penguins in the Bible. That much <laughs> I know. So penguins were created by man.
0: Well, what is Reliant K doing with so much Penguin iconography then?
1: (laughs) That's a really good question. Um,
0: Man, I just, I want to sing this song to collapsible lung era Reliant K. Huh. You know, you go from this to singing about one night stands (laughs) and drinking and all the stuff that you're uh, being pretty harsh on your buddies for in this era and that's
1: another that recalls that recalls another thing that i think is kind of wrong headed possibly you know wrong headed from this song is he sees his friend who went to college and starts drinking a lot and starts partying really hard whether or not he's 21 he's like judging him he's like you got a taste for miller light he's like what happened to the salvation you had it's like but it's there it's there. Like, if you believe in Christ and you believe in the whole point of him and what he does for you, once you believe in him, you're saved. Period. If As you, it doesn't cut, matter if you t- cut
0: out that part of what happened to the salvation you claim, if right. you cut that line out, the, the song feels so much less judgy, actually. Right. It's just kind of a goofy song about, you know, people going away to college and what they're actually like.
1: I guess from some viewpoints that the idea of seeing someone who's partying really hard who changed and is like you know could be on a destructive road but you know we don't know like I said we don't know enough about Justin's partying habits you could say that if someone changed and started acting a different way and you say what happened to the salvation you had i keep i keep putting the emphasis like the song what happened to the salvation you had it's not that it's gone it's, it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm drinking now or I'm doing anything like that. And now suddenly I'm not saved anymore. It's more like you have salvation. And when you're a Christian, you're supposed to be in it and like living a certain way. You're supposed to reflect, you know, you're supposed to be Christ-like, mm-hmm. right? Because you're a Christian and you're supposed to be a beacon to the world and all that. And if you're out there partying and drinking, then you're not necessarily a beacon to the world anymore. Then again what if you're partying for christ what if you're in there and you're like yeah let's drink up guys you know there are like there are monks who make alcohol like alcohol is not an inherently anti-christian thing Mm -hmm. like so like you go out there you party you're like yeah guys this is totally awesome let's look like let's go play beer pong and like hey can i read you a bible verse can i witness to you for a second let's go out and look at, let's go out and cruise for chicks. And while we're out doing that, can I uh, tell you about my testimony?
0: You know, another thing about this song is that they are young and they're supposed to be young. I mean, they're like around 21 at this time, but when you go to college, you're still growing. You're still a kid. You're still like, they're like, it breaks my heart how much you've changed but like those are your years That's when you, when change. you change, change so much and you start to kind of become the person that you're going to be you and you go yeah. through a phase you know a, a lot of people go through a phase of like you know sort of wild and craziness or whatever in order to you know then set it, like slow it down and kind of become who they're going to become they kind of get it out of their system right. and and there's no reason to judge anyone for yeah. that like i i get coming from that sort of more uh, they're coming from a, like a strict sort of Christian standpoint, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know,
1: people are entitled to change. Yeah. People are entitled to change. And
0: then there's some people who never change. And they also talk about, yeah, yeah they like talk some about people, people never change. grow up. Yeah. And I think we all know some, someone who never really grew up and is still the same as they were in high school. But some of the, you know, the are rest of us, this... are about me?
1: Cause I still <laughs> listen to ska music. That's so cruel, Jessica. You do
0: have some T-shirts that you had since high school.
1: Well, yeah, and I've got a raincoat I've had since middle school. That's what's your true. problem? <laughs> that's so true. I've got a raincoat I've had since middle school. He has
0: an Aquabats windbreaker that he has had since middle school. Oh no no no, and no wears not that, it that all one all the time. Oh not that one. No
1: the, no that I got in high school. No, the one that's the same color as the Aquabats. Oh, that's, a, that's what's called. That's a windbreaker. It's also called a coach's jacket. That's the Aquabats one. No, I've got that blue raincoat that's it doesn't have a hood it's just blue and it zips up this oh, is very it looks fascinating like the other one. <laughs> i'll take a picture <laughs> i don't know why we keep our coats in los angeles but you know we could go up to the snowy mountains of uh go to uh, big, big bear. bear yeah so also
0: we visit your family in boston yes. rather frequently yeah, we so do.
1: Um, so now we move along to verse 2 and we check in with Vanessa. Now, Vanessa in this song, so this song is basically just the, 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 the sentiment back and forth between the chorus and the pre-chorus of you know, asking people what have you been, you know, asking the listener himself or somebody in a general sense, what have you been doing, you could improve your life, all this. It goes back and forth. And you have these two story um, verses. We already checked in with Justin. We're checking in with Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa's lyrics are a little bit less tangible. We don't know really any. Sp- I mean, we'll get. I, we will. I know it's there were, really vague. Yeah, she's more vague. Like she's there's no specific thing with her. She, it says, and then there's Vanessa. And this part of the song also, I could never really discern these lyrics just listening to the song. Yeah, I always had a real hard time. So it was when I looked this up, I'm like. Oh, Jessica's gonna have a problem with some yeah. of us.
0: <laughs> that's funny because I was exactly the same because I used to like rock out to this song and I never really heard. I never really heard either either
1: of these like two uh, character breakdowns. Not to mention Blink One Eight Two for like for like the fourth week in a row. But it's just, it's kind of like when Blink-182 writes, like, problematic songs about girls, like, I need a girl that I can train and all that stuff, this is, like, the opposite of that. Well, then, they, then the, the theory, the thought behind Blink-182 is, like, are they playing characters? Are they playing hyperbolic jerk dudes? Are they basically... Because also, like, a song like Rape Me by Nirvana is an ironic statement. It's it, He's not actually saying he endorses that action he's by saying it directly he's like confronting you with the action the idea of that horrible crime right so some people are like is blink-22 doing the same thing when they say i need a girl that i can train are they saying something so hyperbolic and misogynistic that they're confronting that misogyny
0: so you're saying that reliant k K is being the like super super hyperbolic uptight uptight
1: uptight christian conventional wisdom would say for both Blink-182 and Reliant-K, the answer is no. 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 (laughs) Because... I've
0: heard other Blink-182 songs and other Reliant-K songs.
1: But this is the opposite version of that. And again, I don't think of Reliant-K as Blink-182, but I just, as the Christian Blink-182, I don't think of that. I always rejected that notion. But in this sense, it is the yin and the yang of um, hyperbolic, you know, judgment upon people. So... And then there's Vanessa. And then there's Vanessa. Her life got so messed up. She just can't get along. Her emotions, they can't cope because she's lost all hope. She can't see right from wrong. Rationality left her or shrunk with her sweater. And I'm like, uh oh, (laughs) she's a fanatic. She's over the edge. She needs lemon pledge to clear those cobwebs in her attic so i read this and i'm like at first i'm like okay vanessa's having some trouble she's you know she's got some problems this is a whole different sort of situation right she's Mm. got like anxieties and problems and and difficulties like something's going on in her life
0: yeah the the line her emotions they can't cope you know she just can't get along she's lost all hope you know this would be the kind of thing that if you really wanted to be a good christian you would go up to her and try and support her and love on her right. and help her out instead of being judgy and pointing a finger.
1: Right. Now now this, I really think, when I play devil's advocate against what you just said, I think I believe what I'm about to say. Hypothetically, that might be his message. He might be saying, then there's Vanessa who's messed up and she can't deal and all this stuff. Unfortunately, he doesn't say in the song go up to her and love on her and support her and write love on her arms and all of that. (laughs) But (laughs) that's essentially the same, the same thing, the same thing. But, um, he doesn't say that in the song, but unfortunately it might be the subtext and it would be helpful if the lyric was, or some sort of lyric was in there, a line or two or like an extra verse or, I mean, it seems like he got all the lyrics for this verse about Vanessa and it might have been hard to fit in that. Extra word or two, or or five or six, that would have it would have taken to say, she needs community and Christian love and support to get out of the situation, right? When you pair Vanessa's story up with Justin. It feels like he must be criticizing Vanessa. He must be judging her because he absolutely was judging Justin. There's yeah. no way around it. Justin was like developed a taste for Miller Light. He's changed. What happened to the salvation you had? Oh, you know, and you know what? And actually, now that I look back at the lyrics, he said he follows up Vanessa's story with "Pardon me while I throw up."
2: Yeah. That might
1: be an inopportune. Yeah. Maybe you needed a different version yeah. of the pre-chorus there because Vanessa's problem. As it's presented in this song, should not cause you to throw up. It's like, pardon me while I feel bad. Like, pardon me while I talk to Vanessa. Yeah,
0: that's the part that makes it really. I think that this is that line. I think
1: that, personally, I think that that problem with this song is just a victim of the structure of the song. I think he might have needed to find a different story than Vanessa. Or if they extended the song a little bit and there were three people in the, in the song, then, you know, you'd approach the Vanessa aspect a little differently. And then the line, so we don't know, really know a lot about Vanessa. We don't know what her problem is. She can't cope. There's something wrong. We don't know what it is, if it's something in her life, if it's just mm-hmm. like her mental health, if it's just, if it's something outside of herself, whatever's causing her to not be able to cope. But then when it says rationality left her or shrunk with her sweater, I was like, ooh, it's just a, just a, just like slut shaming turned up, you know, just, just a four, just a four out of 10 on the slut shaming scale. It's not cool. Because it's so subtle and I really could never discern it listening to the song. It's like, so she's wearing tight sweaters.
0: And I had not actually... Read the slut shaming part into that until like I, just... I gave it like a deeper oh,
1: okay.
0: a deeper look because I thought it was just like because Reliant K has fun goofy lyrics
1: yeah
0: I, it was something I had discerned earlier when I had listened to it but you know you're like. It's drunk with her sweater. It's like, if you want to destroy my sweater, just hold the string while I walk away. Like, it's just funny and goofy and it's just, you know, an aside. Kind of like how I thought the Miller Light thing was just like a nonsensical aside. But then when you realize that they actually read into the little stories that they're describing of the characters, it's not cool, man.
1: Yeah. I think... This is a, re- I think, like you said, the music in this song is awesome. This is a great, yeah. like, like pseudo ska opening, pop punk, a little bit heavier than most of the stuff on the album. This is, the song's really fun, but when you deep dive into the song, there is sort of a problem there. That's, and it is so funny, like you said, like, I think this is obviously a, and, and I don't know, <laughs> I'm thinking of multiple things here. Knowing what we know about Matt Tiessen as a songwriter, Like, I feel like there was a Justin. I feel like there actually Mm -hmm. is a specific Justin, whether or not that's actually the person's name. But I feel like he actually met some, he saw someone he hadn't seen in a while and he became a partying D-bag, right? But he can't say like, I saw my old, I saw my friend Justin and he's a partying D-bag and he's a (laughs) total, and I, and I, and I hate him, right? He's a frat boy. So I I feel like that's probably a true story. Mm -hmm. Just knowing what's,
0: what's Vanessa's deal?
1: And that's the thing is I don't know like then there's so few details about Vanessa. This
0: is Matt Thiessen's Hotline Bling.
1: Jessica knows that I hate Hotline Bling because of the sentiment behind it. It's a I like the I like the I like the track, like but the actual lyrics are total BS. It's mm-hmm. totally not fair because he's like, ever ever since I left the city, you essentially. If you don't, we all know Hotline Bling, but hypothetically, if you don't, go listen to the song. Pause the show, go listen to the song. (laughs) And now I'm going to give my rendition of Hotline Bling, minus any kind of, like, (laughs) singing or rapping. Ready? Ever since I left the city, you've gone off and made new friends. You've gone off and tried to find new boyfriends because... I left you and you've tried to move on with your life from me. You've changed. What's your problem? What's wrong with you? You've become you've become so horrible because you went off and tried to live your life after I left you. After I departed from where you lived and left you behind. You should just be staying at home, putting your makeup on the shelf. I want a girl who laughs for no one else. See, now that's a song like Dump Weed. <laughs> no One Else by Weezer. I'm going all over the place here. But No One Else by Weezer. That's a song. Where he's like, I want a girl who laughs for no one else. I want a girl who puts her makeup on the shelf. He's he's Rivers Cuomo is playing the character of a controlling boyfriend. Like that's on. I like I, there's no way Rivers Cuomo Rivers is like, I want a girl who will right. laugh for no one else. Like he means that ironically. Like he's confronting. I mean, the especially idea based on what we know about
0: boyfriend. him, I would definitely believe yeah. that it's just a joke.
1: But Drake, on the other hand, I'm like. There's no irony presented in this song. This Drake is more like Dumpweed than no one else or rape me or any of those songs. Like he's not being ironic here. He's he actually thinks that the girl should just stay at home crying about him since he left the city. What's what's this podcast about? Relying <laughs> K? So, like I said, I, th- I think the message of the song in hindsight, is a little bit unfortunate. But I think it's just kind of, you know, if this song could be reworked or rewritten, I think there's, like, subtle things you could probably do in here with the lyrics to make it not as judgmental. It's really, like you said, it's just that salvation line. Because if you have salvation, you have salvation, period. That's, like, that's it. Even if, you know, you don't even ask for it. Maybe you already have salvation. Maybe it's a radical idea that some Christians don't believe and other ones do.
0: This song is a four-four time measure, and in an A key.
1: Ooh, we know about the music <laughs> stuff. Wow, Jess.
0: I found- what music
1: school did you go to?
0: <laughs> I've enrolled in Berkeley since our last episode.
1: <laughs> oh, great! Are we going back to Boston? Are we gonna <laughs> we can see Boston this fall. There is a Boston. You want? You're going to the California one?
0: Yeah, UC Berkeley.
1: <sighs> There's a Berkeley Boston. We could go there. <laughs> I had friends who went to Berkeley Boston school of school of uh, notes and singing or whatever it's called. <laughs> What's that thing called when you have notes and singing? Music? Music. That's cool stuff.
0: So I found this website called finesongtempo.com. I didn't like seek it out. It just it came up when it I came did to me my in a dream. It did it came up when I did my 14-page Google deep dive for what have you been doing lately? I found a blog post from Adelaide Thorne, and the first paragraph says, No, this is not a post about the Reliant K song. It's an honest piece about the fact that sometimes I feel like I'll never be done writing. And then Adelaide goes on to talk about her book series that's a trilogy, and the struggles that go along with writing a trilogy.
1: Interesting.
0: I then found Reliant K flashcards. Uh, It's song titles (laughs) and then an excerpt from the lyrics. Okay. so it'll say like Sadie Hawkins dance and then you click on it. And I guess the flip side of the of the card says Sadie Hawkins dance in my khaki pants. There's nothing better. Oh, oh, oh. And it has that for multiple songs. Which I guess is good because...
1: We should play this game to brush up on our Reliant K knowledge. I know,
0: and it would be useful because there's a number of Reliant K fan quizzes out there, two of which I came across that just had to do with this song.
1: Did, what Did you find anything else interesting?
0: Uh, then, okay, so on page 11 or 12 of my deep dive, mm-hmm. I found this pretty cringy article written in June of 2002 that was an interview with Matt Thiessen for this album. And like this interview, I, I want to revisit (laughs) a number of times because it's pretty long. Uh, I will just go over what they said, what was said about this song. Uh, And that is the interviewer, said, and I found this on truetunes.wordpress.com, and I don't think that is where the article originated. I think that it was just moved there at some point because there were a couple articles on there about different things, like uh, there was one with John Warren about Boxcar Racer and things like that.
1: Okay.
0: So the interviewer, uh, known as M.M., M.M. said, my friend, I think he did an interview with you guys. He insists that the ska riff on What Have You Been Doing Lately... Dot, dot, dot. Teeson, is a Suicide Machines riff? I think I've talked to that guy before. Yeah, okay. I remember that interview. MM. Jason. Teeson, that was in Minneapolis. MM. Yeah. Teeson, at the Student Union. That's funny. Yeah, I was listening to that Suicide Machines record, but he said that before. I didn't rip it off, but he told me that before. It wasn't blatant or anything, but I do like that record. It was off the, I forget what the record was called. I think it might have been self-titled. The weird one where they slow everything down.
1: Uh, I couldn't. I was listening to you, but I absolutely couldn't follow the things being said. So supposedly the opening riff of this song. This is a
0: real interview because I questioned it a few times because of the odd nature that it was written in.
1: Yeah. But there are.
0: I don't think so. Oh, I, I don't know. Okay. I honestly don't. I honestly don't know if it's fake or not. But
1: speaking of I mean, speaking of that, there was this interview that would get referenced all the time in relation to Weezer that I absolutely didn't believe and it would constantly be like referenced back in Wikipedia articles and stuff. And then when I stopped looking at Weezer stuff online and went, one day I went back, like I couldn't find that article anymore. I'm like, did I finally get deleted? Cause it just seemed like someone's fan fiction of them interviewing rivers Two Weezer references in one episode. High five. There
0: are things that lead me to Denied. believe that it's, that it's real, that it's not fake. Okay. Um, it's it's really long, and I, I don't think you want me to go over the entire thing right now because it <laughs> okay. is really
1: really Maybe long. We have
0: to but do there a are some really episode. yeah, there are some really great great moments in this interview. It just it starts off just interviewer. So you're Canadian, eh, Matt Teeson? Yeah. Interviewer, do you get teased about that at all, Teeson? Not so much. Once in a while, you'll hear a little Canadian crack. Mostly the boys in the band will just make some sort of joke, like how I'm incapable of doing something because I'm Canadian. But for the most part, nobody even knows. You did some research. Interviewer. Well, I think you said it in, Teason in a song. Yeah, that's research, I guess.
1: Oh. 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 I remember this, uh, this article. I remember this article. I remember See? that particular exchange. Legit. I read this article back in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. I remember that. I remember that exchange. I, re- I really do remember that particular exchange.
0: Do you remember this part? Because this was kind of mind blowing. Um, interviewer, can you briefly give me your take on the whole Abercrombie and Fitch thing? Yes. Teeson. Didn't okay, I tell you yeah. about this? No, so never this told was you this news story? to me when I read it. I think
1: this is a real interview. No, yeah, yeah. I know all about this. Uh, they were gonna have—I don't remember what song, but something off Anatomy or, I guess, if this was might have been Three Lefts or something. Definitely in the first three records, they were it, gonna it, it, have. This was
0: from 2002, and I believe he only referenced the interviewer only references songs from this album. Okay. So I think it was before Two Lefts. So they were talking album.
1: about having. Relyon K be like you know you correct me if I'm wrong but either played over the speakers in the store or possibly part of like a compilation for Abercrombie and Fitch or something like that?
0: They don't go into detail. Okay. And Matt then doesn't go into Christians detail find
1: out about and then like and they say yeah. we're going to boycott the band we're going to boycott Goatee Records if Relyon K ends up in Abercrombie and they're like this would have been good for the ministry because at the time Relyon K was still considered like a lot of Christian bands were considered to be ministries some you know the, right. like they're they're not yeah. just playing their music, but they're out out there like preaching, you know, actually testifying about Christ to people. So I remember I remember this interview. I never told you that Abercrombie story. No,
0: and it, it must have been a compilation or something because they definitely played their music in the stores. Because when, or at least later, they did. Because yeah, maybe
1: when- they got a chance to do it again, and they were like, forget. Because I remember being if now I'm questioning if this interview was ever real. But <laughs> but if when I read that, I got really upset by that because I, I was like, because I, I, when it comes to Christian rock, like MXPX was always my favorite band, and I never really thought of them as a Christian band, but mm-hmm. I knew that they were Christian. They're, it's in their lyrics and their early albums and stuff. But I saw how they were like, we're just a band. We're a band and we play music. We go out on stage and we play music. And then when we're done, we don't preach to you because we're not preachers. <laughs> the point is, relying K, like at the time, they see themselves as a ministry, essentially as well. They're like, we'll get our music into Abercrombie, and that'll be great.
0: Yeah, the Matt Tyson in the interview. I'm saying the Matt Tyson <laughs> in the interview, since we're a little sketchy on on if it's real or not. But he says, yeah, we thought it would be really great, a great mini- ministry opportunity to minister to some frat boys. Jesus also talks about knowing <laughs> like Miller when back, <laughs> back when to back down, and when not to cause other people to stumble. And yeah. then he said, so we basically cut our losses. But yeah, I remember being a teenager and shopping in Abercrombie and Hollister and Be My Escape playing. I specifically remember Be My Escape playing in Hollister multiple times. And mm-hmm. possibly the one I'm waiting for. There was another song off Mm-hmm that they definitely played in Hollister. And Hollister and Abercrombie are the same company. And now, like... Every single one of those stores plays something off the Christmas album. Even then, I think they were playing, you know, even since since the Christmas album came out, because they're one of the few, like, sort of pop punk kind of bands, like young, hip, rockin' bands that does a Christmas album with covers. So, like, you can hear their version of, like, 12 Days of Christmas or Hark the Herald anytime you go into an American Eagle or an Abercrombie or a Hollister mm-hmm. or an Air Apostle, like, right. if they're still in business around the holidays.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, by later on, they were probably like, well, if this story was true, they're so like... So two
0: years later, yeah. by 2004, when Mm-hmm comes out, I mean, I definitely heard it last Christmas. I heard Reliant K playing, like, as I passed by an American Eagle. Right. Right. Uh, it's just a really long interview with some some cringiness and mm-hmm. some I guess informative stuff. Whether right. you believe it's real or not, there it is. There's some weird mistakes in it mm-hmm. that would lead you to wonder. But at the same time, it could just be it was like you know from a recorder or whatever. It's the cadence that they were having in the conversation, and he just wrote it up as is. Right.
1: That could be. Right. I'm so excited you found that interview. I remember that interview.
0: I will send you the link. Yay. <laughs> but I mean, he talks about, Matt Teeson goes on to talk about Blink 182 and the Get Up Kids and Jimmy Eat World and all sorts of different band stuff. So I think that we should revisit this at some point in time for sure. I actually wish I had found this earlier because the interviewer says the song Pressing On is pretty similar to a popular Blink 182 song. But that's not. And Teeson says, oh, really? Which one? <laughs> And the interviewer says, "Damn it!" And then Teason no says, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then the interviewer says, "Do you get compared to them often?" And like, how do you
1: feel about that? Well, pressing on was similar to a Sum Forty One song.
0: He does. Uh, so okay. Matt Teason goes on to say that uh, Teason says the pressing on song that chord progression, and the interviewer says it's gold. Teason says yeah it's just everybody uses it actually i think i was listening to a lot of sum 41 at the time so if you listen to the ep that they came out with before all killer no filler it would probably be even more a of a good comparison but basically when you're writing pop punk music and you want to keep it poppy and not too weird there's only so much you can do so i know how my melodies and my chord progressions are similar so i keep just keep doing it and i'm like You know what? Our voices are different. We put harmonies on and stuff. Sometimes we add different instruments, different keyboards. It's never going to be exactly the same. We're never going to rip anyone off on purpose. So we're just going to do it. And if we get compared, so what? We do get compared to Blink. I like Blink. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm never a big fan of, if you didn't want your kids listening to Blink-182, have them listen to Blorell, and K. Obviously, it's, about. It's, a, it's good to have your own identity as well. But you know, comparisons don't get me down either. And then the next section of the article is about, what have you been doing lately?
1: Well, where was that interview when we were talking about pressing on?
0: I know, it didn't pop up for that. <laughs> it popped up for this, though. And I clicked into it because I have yet to find it. And I don't know if it's maybe in a different article on the site, because like I said, there's a number of different articles on this one, like really long blog, as well as some videos. And I clicked into it because it said something about the ska riff from Uh this song. And I never actually found that wording.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Well, we could. Did you look into any song meanings? Oh, I did.
0: <laughs> I forgot all about them.
1: I have them up on my screen if, you're cur- if you'd are if like me to... Oh, go for it. Those. So there's some interesting, like, n- not anything is... Cr- it's only 17 comments. Nothing is crazy is softer to me where Blink... Bringing up Blink-22 again. Where Blink fan came in and said, Christian music stupid. You're all oh, yeah. stupid for liking it. <laughs> this one is just some civil debate about whether or not peer pressure, like is good or bad i guess so um peer
0: pressure is bad kids
1: american skater said i think this song is about how friends can change when you go off to college ones that used to be clean started getting into stupid things like drinking and stuff
0: you know what E skater 95 or whatever you said
1: america skater america
0: skater A lot of kids drink when they go away to college, you know. A
1: lot of kids drink before they go away to college. Yeah,
0: I I didn't really drink before I went to college. It was, I didn't really have an interest. Uh, We had Jewish friends who were very close to our family. So we would go over for Seder and it is typical that you have a glass of wine with that. So as a teenager, I did, I would have like a wine at our friend's Seder. Mm -hmm. If you a- live in France, was...
1: you start drinking from the age of three. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. That's the thing is that it's a very American culture thing to like, be so against drinking. And it's so ingrained in other cultures to the point where, and they... I mean, hot take. Yeah. I think it's actually better the way they do it in other places like in England and stuff. That it takes where you the can, mystery away. It takes the mystery away. You can actually drink in like Europe before you can drive which is great because you get all of that out of your system before right. you can ever get behind a wheel.
1: In the Five Iron Frenzy DVD documentary, they talk about how they go to Europe at one point and they go to a Christian festival. So think of all the Christian festivals that we may have been to in our lives here. They yep. go to a Christian festival in Germany and there's beer backstage. Of course. And no, none of the Christians are like, oh my gosh, there's beer back here. Because there's not this like idea that you have to be this, like, especially because this person, you American skater said people used to be clean and now they're into beer and stuff. Like people don't have to be clean. Like, like it's, it's all a matter of perspective about what is or isn't sin. Like I said, like there's certain things like harming people and like, you know, I don't know, like certain things are undeniably bad for humanity and therefore would be sin. But it's like, it, it, there is an American perspective, perspective to say like drinking is bad.
0: Yeah, it's a very, like American, Americanized idea.
1: Yeah, because drinking, like I mentioned earlier, is actually intrinsically ingrained in Christianity. Yeah, like Jesus
0: turned water into wine. Jesus turned
1: water into wine. Like I said, there are there are you know you drink wine at, at Catholic, and some people don't think of Catholics as Christians. But they are Catholic, you know, Catholics drink wine for their. We
0: have communion where communion, it's supposed yeah. to be wine, but and we've changed yeah. it because of kids yeah, and laws pro- and everything, right. too.
1: There are Protestants. Uh, there are Protestants that drink wine as well. Oh my gosh. I know so many Christians who just drink wine all day long. It's ridiculous. Like, oh, we should, we're allowed to drink all the wine we want. But, oh, if you're drinking liquor and beer. oh.
0: Danny was a good boy. Danny didn't drink until he was like 23. <laughs>
1: and I, I really didn't drink out of any kind of religious thing. I just didn't drink until I was 23 just because I was sort of like not interested. For the same reason I didn't yeah. drive until I was like almost 18. I was probably late 17 when I drove because I was just like, why grow up?
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: d- Some people never grow up.
0: <sighs> I didn't drink in high school and I didn't really have any desire to. I was actually like, if if there was like a party or something, which I did, I was not a party girl. I didn't go to a lot of parties. Same goes for college. Yeah. I think I went to three, two or three parties in my entire college career. Um, and one of them was like, or maybe two of them even were for graduation like house parties the night after like two nights after graduation or whatever but I would have friends who I would be like okay and they would be like oh we're drinking I'm like that's fine I'll be the designated driver and I was totally cool with being the designated driver I just didn't really have a desire to do it but I wasn't gonna like shame other people for wanting to party or whatever it just wasn't what I wanted to do and then when I went to college it was kind of presented as a thing where it's like You go to college and like people drink and that's like when you start or whatever, even though you're underage. And it's funny because my mom was like, listen, you're going to college. I know you're going to drink. Just please, if you do it, I'd prefer it if you did it at home. And, you know, if you go to a party or whatever, just never drive. She's like, it's totally cool. I get it. She even bought me smeared off Ices once or twice because she's like, hey, as long as you're going to be safe, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I get it. I was I was in college once.
1: Well, RK Fool, in January 21st, 2002, said, It's not about how people change going to college. It's about how they change throughout their lives and are often influenced by peer pressure. And I read this, and I'm like, oh, that's... This Danny speaking again. I read this, and I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good perspective on the song. But then they say, They start to drink or become kind of slutty, etc., and it saddens them to see how they e- how easily their friends have changed and didn't stand up for their beliefs. So this is like... A, so, so now I'm starting to... Th- and, and I've definitely... Yeah, now I'm starting to think like... You know, Christianity in America, it's like there's this standard of clean living that doesn't exist elsewhere in the world. And I'm wondering, like... Because as we grew up, like, we, this is the kind of... You know, this is the kind of Christian pop culture that we grew up in, right... And then we became adults and we watched other friends who we knew in churches and stuff like either totally become atheists or become sort of reformed Mm -hmm. or just, uh, you know, just more people become more liberal and people become more open to being a human being, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm wondering if like this American Christian standard of clean living is so unreasonable And I'm not even talking... I'm not even talking about, like, the saving yourself and the virginity stuff and, like, all that kind of stuff. I'm just talking about, you know, drinking and partying and, like, you know, listening to music and, like, just the real regular stuff of this standard of clean living is so tough that once you leave the nest of your parents' home from that kind of Christian environment, you have no chance of keeping up with it. Like, because you're a human being and Mm -hmm. you're, you're, like, you're, like... You're like a, a, a you're like a roll of cranberry sauce that can never be properly placed in the same form back into that can. Like you're ready to just spread out and mush all around. And I don't know, do Dan. That stuff's want.
0: really processed.
1: You're like well, actually, like go right back in. You know what? It's toothpaste. I don't know why I said cranberry sauce. It's the toothpaste. You're the toothpaste out of the tube. You can never be put back in. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like this standard of clean living. It's like you leave that world and now like you're ready to just actually be a human being. But you go to this extreme. Right. Mm -hmm. So Matt Thiessen might be talking about that. He might be talking about more specifically an American Christian problem of like, yeah, your friends changed because they couldn't live up to this standard that the American Christian Protestant churches put on these kids who barely know what they feel if they're not in this particular sort of environment and i mentioned like this doesn't even include the virginity stuff which magnified pod talked about in a very it was a very good episode it was a very serious episode they talked very specifically about the whole like um you know saving yourself for marriage and the pledge cards mm-hmm. and the promise oh, rings wow. and stuff and how that kind of stuff really did psychological damage to the kids of that generation oh wow because like they were already like hormonal kids And like, yeah, you shouldn't just go out as a, as a, as a basically a baby as like a young teenager and just start sleeping around, but to just have this other standard of like, you can't even think it, you can't even masturbate, you can't even imagine it, like to have that standard, once you once you're clear of that, you just go to the further extreme. So maybe that's what Justin and Vanessa are really experiencing. Maybe they're like, they were just so clean, they were forced to be so particularly Christian that they couldn't live up to that standard anymore. And and it really damages people's relationship with Christ in a way because mm-hmm. they think that yeah. that way of living is required to believe in Christ. Meanwhile, like I said in Europe, and like you said in Europe, like people are drinking it before they drive, but they still believe in Christ. It has nothing to do with their belief in Christ or their, or their salvation. It has nothing to do with the salvation, they claim. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when they mess up or they don't live quote unquote clean by their own standards they're not worried about it because there's a there's not that same strict standard that they have here but then in america these kids they go off to college they start the party and they're like i'm now damned i might as well lean into it i'm having fun like i'll never believe in christ again because i it's like it's it's
0: yeah it's funny i I definitely heard people say that when I was in high school. I remember even people being like, because I I wasn't like super hardcore, but like I wore, you know, Diamond Cross necklace and I, you know, went to youth group every Sunday and I believed in the Lord and I was I was bullied for it. And those same kind of people would just be like, Ah, whatever, I'm going to hell anyway. Right and that was a very young age to just be like yeah whatever. And and sure it's in a jo- said in a joking manner, but that sort of idea being out there is like when you you go to that it's like well you can do anything cuz there's no consequence.
1: Right. There's just there's there's got to be there's got to be a a nice little middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> um well, maybe Reliant K knew that this song was a little judgmental. Maybe they knew they were, ooh, accidentally sort of going back into that judgmental ground of My Girlfriend. Because according to Setlist FM, anyway, and as we've said, early 2000s, Setlist FM is not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Setlist FM only records one live performance of this song ever. At oh, At the wow. Glass House in Pomona.
0: Do you remember this song ever being played at early shows? Not
1: specifically. Huh. If you told me it was, I'd be like, sure. But I, I, I couldn't. And this is the thing. I didn't find a single live performance on YouTube. First... now
0: I wonder if that's because of... If that's because
1: of... It's a deeper cut off of a early album. I don't know. They, they According to the Setlist FM, anyway. And this is the first song we're talking about that I didn't find a single... Like I said, I didn't find a single live video. Wow. Performed by the band. Um, huh. Yeah um and good news for you jess if you're ready to if you is there anything else you want to say
0: no let's dive into covers
1: well let's do it let's dive into cover oh wow (laughs) let's dive right into the cover that exists for this song and we're actually gonna do it backwards normally i do the fan and goofy and weird stuff first but we've only got one cover so we're gonna do the cover first and then we'll go back and finish with the fan stuff so and this is just a, a deep cut. This is a deep cut. I thought of this as more, I didn't think this was a hit, but I thought that this was yeah. maybe more of a popular song. Yeah. And that's the thing is in trying to pick songs each week, I'm often have this problem of like, oh, we can't do that song yet. Oh, we can't do that song yet. Sometimes I'll take Spotify. But
0: clearly we can. Yeah, we
1: could do this song I now. think you
0: and I just think of whatever our favorite songs are. We're like, well, this is clearly <laughs> a hit, but like maybe they totally aren't.
1: No, I don't think what have you been doing lately is a hit at all. Because we've only got one guy doing a cover. This I is, love
0: his epic Sprite t-shirt. <laughs> this
1: is Pesto Pesto, and it's oh. not even a cover cover. It's a vocal cover. Oh, interesting. He's just going to sing along to the song. Is it
0: Jimmy Pesto?
1: <laughs> it is Jimmy Pesto, and he's over there screaming at Bob, and he's like, ah, you suck. i so, Jack, and I'm going to be singing What Have You Been Doing Lately by
2: Reliance.
1: It's Jack Pesto. Okay. Oh. What have you been doing lately? Your like news improving greatly. I just What year was this? 2012? April 15th, 2012. What's going on? But everything that goes is going wrong. He's
0: got so the DJ thing going. He's, he's gotta got... put he's gotta put his big uh, his big headphones up, one, so, one up. So
1: Jimmy Pesto, <laughs> whatever his name was. I, I missed his first name. Jimmy Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy Pesto. Jack Pesto. Jack Jack Pesto Pesto. He's playing in his room, or some sort of room, maybe some sort of office. And he's got big headphones around his neck and he looks like he's going to be doing a DJ set yep. to this song, but I think really what he's doing is... Throw some scratches
0: in
2: there.
1: He, I think he put the, he put the actual track in in post, right? And he doesn't want the song to be picked up by the, his microphone, where he's right. singing into, so yeah. he uses his headphones close to his head, Smart. but he doesn't want to have his headphones over his actual ears while he's performing because right. he wants everyone to see that handsome face. <laughs> So he's just got them around his neck and he's just hearing the song, but I think as he's singing, he's drowning out the, the low sound in his headphones. Mm. So he finally lifts one headphone up to one ear. Right. And then he starts on those ones and twos and he's scratching up that song. When I saw Justin, he said he was Justin, visiting on Spring Break. Then he does, and we'll skip ahead a little bit because then he starts doing some fun stuff like this. Oh.
0: <laughs> so first of all when he was harmonizing with himself he did the split screen thing yeah. where it's him in in each side of the frame
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then it cuts back to suddenly just him right in the center no harmonies No harmonies. and then when he does the screaming part it like pops up in the upper right hand corner for a minute and then disappears and it pops up again and then disappears
1: what have you been doing lately? Your life is improving greatly. I, I just wanted to know. And his face looks, he's like, ah. Yep.
0: <laughs> if you do that, that face that you make when you do that, that is exactly what it is.
1: And then I don't know if this part of the song is, is a solo or if it's just kind of a breakdown or what it is, but after when there's that extended part in the middle, oh, we didn't even talk about this in the music. But I love this—the middle part of the song, the sort of mm-hmm. like bridge or breakdown. That part is great. That it part is. of the song is so good.
0: The music in this is so good. It's a
1: great. It's just a great tune. It's yeah. a really good song. <laughs> like dump weed. I'm just gonna ignore the lyrics. So here's what um, Jack Pesto is that his name? I keep forgetting his name. <laughs> yes. This is what Jack Pesto decides to do when there's no lyrics in the song. He's just doing a little jig He's doing a little jig Doing a little dance That's a very nice jig, Kearney (laughs) He's
0: doing too much with his
1: hands Isn't this nicer than bullying kids Or whatever she says He's like dancing back and forth He's doing like Danny dances This is how I dance to Jessica To like basically annoy her either annoy me. if i adorable. want to annoy jessica or if i want to get back on her good side i just do these goofy little dances where you barely I love move it. your arm, you just kind of sway
0: danny and jimmy pesto pesto are adorable oh goodness gracious <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so that, that's pesto pesto nice that is the only cover that i could find of what have you been doing lately um, so now we'll work our way backwards and we'll wrap things up in a little bit because we got a bunch of weird fan videos. Oh, wow. We've got the the old standby for Reliant K fans. We have some little kids dance into their favorite Reliant K song. Oh, I was hoping about it be vi- ship videos. <laughs> we do have some ship videos. Don't yeah. worry. But in this case, we have Rachel White um, in 2011. She uploaded these kids and they actually act out the song a little bit. <laughs> so they're the they're little kids, they're like, I don't know, maybe six. And they're just rocking out in their living room. They're like, we don't really have anything to do today. <laughs> and there's Justin. <laughs> So it's this little girl, and she's wearing a red baseball hat, and she looks like a, like I said, she looks like a college D-bag. They totally nailed Justin's look in this video.
0: It's so funny because we have a Justin. <laughs> Don't we have a couple Justins? We have a couple Justins. We have a good Justin, and then we have a Justin from this song, Justin, we have a sideways hat.
1: Goober jerk Justin. So... The they this little girl plays the college party dude totally great and watch what she does. She holds up a sign that says 1998. So also the little girls in this video, it seems to me that they are like portraying Justin and Matt Thiessen catching up with each other as like a psychiatrist session. Okay, I was
0: wondering what the, what's the thing with the glasses, Yeah, wise, Just to Thiessen, show that you're mature? Yeah,
1: or? the narrator character, is she's a little girl, she's wearing glasses. It might even be the same little girl playing both characters. I think I can't it really is. Tell. And she's, like, she keeps looking down her glasses, like, doing that shade tipping where she's looking over the top of her glasses, like, oh, I can't believe Justin's been drinking Miller Lights. Oh. And then she's, like, polishing her glasses and just making these exasperated faces. Um, But Justin is laying on the couch... And he's like using his hands to talk and she's right. And and the narrator character is writing in a notepad. So I'm like, is that how they perceive this song? Did we get it totally wrong? Are Justin and Matt Thiessen? Is Matt Thiessen a psychiatrist? (laughs) And he's catching up with Justin. He's like, oh, you're my new client. I haven't seen you since 1998.
0: Psychiatrists aren't supposed to be super judgy though. So Oh no, I guess it is two kids. (laughs) Are they twins?
1: Maybe they're yeah maybe they're twins of some sort. They look very similar. But look look what happens when Justin develops a taste for Miller Lite. He drinks a ton of Sierra Mist. <laughs> she he slash she just drinks a ton of Sierra Mist exactly. And then she throws up
0: into a little trash bin. Oh no.
1: <laughs> and then the narrator character. That's writes, cute. It's cute. She it's, it's a when child when it says what happened cute. what happens to the salvation you claim. She's drawing on a piece of paper a With Christian a... cross, yeah. but a much, much, much bigger question mark. Yeah. It's kind of adorable. This is going on the socials.
0: It's cute. It's, it's a kid. I don't Let's know see. why she's blowing her nose at that part. Oh, there's three girls. Oh, my goodness.
1: They're doing the air guitar. Justin is rocking out.
0: I wonder if a parent helped or it's just the three of them doing this. Maybe. Probably it's just the they're three so of them They're so young and they're doing such a good job yeah. with the camera and stuff. Well, so I think one's at
1: least probably eight or nine. So let's see what happens with Vanessa. The Yeah, it's a psychiatrist thing. Yeah. They're playing, they're playing the song in a little psychiatrist scene.
0: That's an adorable interpretation.
1: The dad's making a sandwich in the background. <laughs> dad, get out of the shot! Get out of the kitchen! Dad's
0: popping over a Miller Lite. <laughs> <And> dad's saying, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, dad, we're doing a thing. We're making a video. Well, we know dad wasn't the, cam- the cameraman anyway. Um, so then we go from that to a couple of Vanessas. <laughs> because... From that adorable, wholesome little kid's doing that thing to two girls in their tight sweaters, it, it gets kind of uncomfortable. They're Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not... I'm joke. I'm jokes like shaming. Like, they're just two girls hanging out in tank tops in their bedroom. But we've talked about this in the past. This comes up when I look for Relying K videos all the time. And Jessica's talked about it. Her friends made them do videos like this. When you find a video of just, like, teen girls in their bedroom wearing, t- like... They're relaxed and clothes like I'm always like I shouldn't be finding these I don't want I don't want to be yeah. finding these but they're the only things for this song so it's these girls who I think are like probably sixteen seventeen
0: Danny I told you not to upload my videos from high school to YouTube
1: <laughs> and they're singing into. Oh, there's three girls. Oh, my gosh. Is this the same girls all grown up? Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) No, the other one was 2011. This one's 2007.
1: (laughs) They're wearing very short shorts. I
0: I have said it before. I will say it again. Thank goodness there was no YouTube, or if there was, I didn't know about it, when (laughs) I was that age. Because, OMG, I have videos just like this with me and my friends.
1: They're using hairbrushes and hair crimpers or whatever as their microphones. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. Here we have...
0: Can you fast forward a little? I just want to know if one of their dads walks through in the background with sandwich.
1: (laughs) Speaking of girls wearing clothes that are revealing, for some reason... (laughs) Don't worry, I'll explain. (laughs) Whoa. This next person, Kazoo... Kazoo's are hardcore in 2008. Uploaded video. Oh, is this video. the kazoo
0: and you kid
1: is no. this his channel <laughs> hey <Man>. you're special <laughs> um thanks <laughs> partner. partner so this other person named kazoos are hardcore just edited together like sort of a fan video with like naked brothers band and like high school musical clips and i'm like oh, okay whatever it's just oh
0: speaking the- of promise rings isn't oh, that the joe bros Bro- yeah yes, and
1: jonas brothers videos so I, the Naked Brothers Band and the Jonas Brothers are basically the same thing. So it, it's called "What Have You Been Doing Lately?" Disney and Nickelodeon. So it's just a bunch of their favorite tween shows. Okay, from the Disney Naked and Nickelodeon.
0: Brothers Band and the Jonas Brothers are not basically the same <laughs> thing, Danny.
1: The Jonas Brothers wouldn't get naked because they saved themselves and all that. Oh, and they talk about Vanessa. They cut to Vanessa Hudgens from high school, <laughs> specifically <laughs> High School Musical Two. <laughs> I know which one is the one where they work at the pool. That's High School Musical too. Well,
0: it's 2008. What else do they have to work with? That's the Jonas Brothers.
1: Gotcha. So where it gets creepy is suddenly (gasps) whoever edited this video starts cutting in still images of Disney and Nickelodeon stars. Like basically... Not 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 the fappening, oh. but fappening style photos yeah, of known like in, Disney stars. In, um, like go so the-
0: <laughs> whoa, oh my gosh! Wait, why on earth? I guess because what they think that the so is the idea that they think that the Jonas Brothers were like fake in their whatever. Is that why they picked them?
1: Because no, I'm they like, picked like bands.
0: Why does it feel like? But also, why choose? It? So the footage of the Jonas Brothers is. Specifically of them playing music, right? So it's there, weird when. So I've seen this once before through like, hey, why do people do that? Where they put music to like other people playing music, yeah. but it's not the band that's playing the music.
1: I, I think. Who is I that? did not watch. I don't, is that? I have no idea. Oh, that might. That's uh, Britney Spears's little sister that oh, got pregnant. Right. What's her name? Uh. Yeah, so, Jamie Lynn. Right, and. <laughs> There's some risque pictures in here. I think there's some like Miley Cyrus, like when she was really young and like took Ugh. phone photos that got hacked or whatever. Ugh. But so yeah, it got creepy real fast. Yeah. At first, I'm like, I was actually trying to figure out all these shows because I'm like, okay, there's High School Musical too. I'm like, I, I think that's Naked Brothers band. So it's just someone's tribute video to the tween shows of Nickelodeon and Disney. But then they randomly start cutting in the stars of those shows with their like hacked iPhone photos
0: and the uh, and some like and, and some, some revealing some, model pictures yeah, of like, like Zac Efron. Yeah, they're they But Zac Efron's one wasn't that revealing. I remember when that photo came out <laughs> with the shirt and everything. But it's like he's got a shirt on. It's just twisted up a little. Like it doesn't show anything.
1: So after watching those last two videos, I'm definitely on a list somewhere. <laughs> um, Did you
0: watch them from your personal account or from Sadie Hawkins Pod? From Sadie Hawkins Pod. Okay. So that
1: I could have my note. The note. Sadie the Hawkins Google Pod can open. be on a list somewhere. So, th- then there is this really, really weird one. This is just like <laughs> really. Now it's weird. It's super simplistic, but really weird. Basically. It's the whole song and for the first two minutes of the song, it's just a black background with some really plain white text that says this is a video I made at 8:55. They mean they made it at it was 855 right. in the world when they made it. At first I was like, but well, the video is not eight minutes long right. So like this is a video I made at 855. It shows the passage of time. Whoa. Music by Reliant K. So it's just this text for the first two minutes of the song. That's it. That's that's like that's how this that's how this whole video starts. And then if you skip ahead oh to two minutes and twenty seconds into the video. It cuts to a digital clock readout of eight fifty-five. It's now just one minute. Of a close-up of somebody's digital clock.
0: Now it's zoomed in on the five.
1: That's all this is. That's all this is. It says 855 on like an alarm clock. It's a green digital clock. This and is amazing. Go this is my favorite art film. This is definitely an art film. And we wait until, and suddenly it turns to six. <laughs> it doesn't happen on camera. He missed, he or she <sighs> missed it on camera. And then I'm wondering, is it going to ter- turn to 857 before the end of the video? And it does not.
0: So the title of the video is "Reliant K." What have you been doing lately? 8:55, and then in parentheses, "Steven's masterful video." Ooh, you lost me, bro. <laughs> you can't. You can't call your work masterful. It doesn't work like that. You just um, have to let it be. Yeah. And if someone finds it masterful, you take it. So. And you be gracious for it.
1: There's so many weird YouTube videos just called What Have You Been Doing Lately? Mm-hmm. And variations on that sentence. But there are a lot that match it, you know, exactly mm-hmm. what you've been doing. What have you been doing lately? Um, then we're taking a trip back. We got two videos left. We're taking a trip back to meet an old friend. Do you remember Lakeisha Kruger?
0: I do. I recall that name.
1: Yes. We're going to hear another song by Lakeisha Kruger. Oh,
0: this was Lakeisha Kruger.
1: So for those... Who didn't hear, I can't remember what song it was, was it Pressing On or something? Basically, <laughs> I found this YouTube channel called LaKeisha Kruger, where this bizarre thing is that they have all of this sort of like stock music, Pond 5 sort of music that you can like, generic music you can use for the background of movies and projects and stuff. But for some reason, it's not enough that they just have this music. They love to upload it as a lyric video for the song you're not listening to. So, this in this case, it is a lyric video for What Have You Been Doing Lately, set to this little tune. What have you been doing lately? This almost sounds like it could be off air for free. It does. What's going on? (laughs) i love that the 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 screen actually changes as if we're actually listening to the song yeah
0: it's weird it's like does she expect you to be like you know what i want a lyric video but not (laughs) the music i'll put on the music myself it's like it's like how riff tracks used to be where you would have to like oh yeah you would have to match up yourself they still do that
1: they still do that for the bigger movies that they can't the big movies they can't get yeah it's like
0: that I'm fascinated by in the sidebar.
1: I said said what a surprise (laughs) you're one of those guys. I haven't seen since nineteen ninety eight. Okay, sorry, what? Uh,
0: There's a video in the sidebar that says, I left the Sims unpaused all night by accident and this is dot 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 and I am that is some clickbait directed right at me.
1: We'll open that to watch later. Um, so finally, last one, we'll, we'll go watch that video after we watch this. This is actually pretty fun. For some reason, the frame, like, shrinks with inside the frame, which oh. I think is just some sort of, like, old YouTube glitch that oh. didn't get fixed for this video. But these kids at some sort of, like, school, this film, oh, one subscriber, well, you got two subscribers now, <sighs> in 2007... Number one, Shima said, this film I made as my final project. My friends in the class shot the film as I took what they had and edited it, but I made the film play backwards. Oh, sweet. So it's just a bunch of like fun little things. We don't need to hear the song again, but... Uh, that's great. Yeah. That's
0: super fun. They're like
1: dropping things and they're ripping paper backwards. And he's sitting on the ground. Oh, and he flicks something out of his hand. <laughs> I guess that's Justin. It's so, it's so bizarre. Is this like a
0: guy playing with a bag backwards? Yeah, he's
1: like f- flipping the bag everywhere, but it's nice itching his butt. Yeah. They keep dropping things so they fly yeah. into their hand. Some girls show up at some point. We see Vanessa. A ball flips all around. Like they bounced a soccer ball through. <laughs> it's all real clever stuff. Where's Vanessa? Where are you, Vanessa? There she is. There's Vanessa. So let's I, see what I happens. I want to know
0: what this class is. Was it a film? This class? is definitely a
1: school building.
0: Yeah. What kind of class was this?
1: She's tying her hair in backwards motion. <laughs> he, he he so I guess the forward motion was he had a he had a soccer ball under his shirt like he's a, mm-hmm. like he's pregnant and then he drops it and lets it bounce away but when it plays backwards a ball just bounces up to him yeah. and then comes up under <laughs> his shirt. It's real nice. That's real clever. That's what those kids have been doing lately. And now they're much older and probably drinking Miller Lite cuz this was 7 years no this was this was 12 years ago. <laughs> So um, they're
0: for sure drinking Miller Lite.
1: Yeah. So we didn't even talk about it, but I'm all into beer now because we went to Portland and we yeah. visited Ugh. breweries. Like yep. this would have been good stuff to talk about at the top of the show. Danny's
0: all about the craft beers I'm now. all about the
1: craft beers. Yeah. So I haven't developed a taste for Miller Lite. I nope. have a taste for uh, so like whatever's got like a Dr. Doom on it or something. I'm <laughs> like, oh, yes, this is a fine Dr. Doom vintage. He
0: was already into it a little bit because so there's... It's Pat
1: Oswald Patton I just ripped off. I just don't want people thinking I'm stealing that joke. <laughs>
0: There's a in Colorado. There's a oh, craft brewery, brewing. yeah, called Ska Brewing, and so Danny has like all the. I have ones, a collection of ones, Ska yeah. Brewing
1: cans, but I've had those since before I was into beer. Yeah. I only drank that beer because I like Ska. So that is what have you been doing lately? And don't forget, Relying K Vinyl, get out there and vote, 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 vote for your twelve favorite Relying K songs. Will what have you been doing lately be on there? Excuse me, I hiccuped in the middle of that. It's like a cursed statement I was trying to make. Uh, well, What Have You Been Doing Lately beyond the fan-picked vinyl? Not likely. I think it's very likely. I like an underdog story. <laughs> so get out there. Vote for What Have You Been Doing Lately. Vote 12 times in a row. Let Matt Hoops know in the Twitter account that you're voting for What Have You Been Doing Lately.
0: Oh, we didn't talk about the outro. We have a new outro.
1: And that's right. Oh my gosh, we should talk about that. So we have a brand new outro music. And thank you. And you might have heard it last week. It was recorded after we recorded the episode, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But our friend David Park, uh, who lives here in Los Angeles, he he does he does lots of covers and stuff. And we're in a we're in a group on uh, Messenger with him and some other people from Los Angeles that we met because of Blink One Fifty Five podcast. So he recorded this song right here and it is what we'll play on the way out and we'll each sing it differently every week and he did more than one version as well yeah but for these first two weeks you're just going to hear the regular piano classic version of this so we will hear from you next time let us know what you think of david underscore park's song that goes a little something like this we just
0: wasted 105 minutes of your...